Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Alexis Linehan today, and she is a high-performance coach and the COO of Goal Set Coach. So hi, Alexis. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Maya, for having me on today. It's awesome, and it's a pleasure to have you here and share your story. So I want you to go ahead and open up the floor to let the audience know a little bit more about you and what you do. Absolutely. So um, I started out coaching about 15 years ago before, you know, I, I got certified as a life coach kind of before it was really a thing. So uh, I kind of always did it on the side and mm -hmm. I, you know, made my way like I was, you know, su supposed to do. I went to university, I got mm -hmm. my degrees, I, you know, started working and, and working up the, the corporate ladder. And I worked in um, higher education and post-secondary education. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did that for a number of years and I, I really enjoyed it in all honesty. I, I have to say, I love what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved working with people. I love working in a team, uh, leading a team. And I always did the coaching on the side and mm -hmm. then, um, you know, life changes as it does. And I got yes. married and started having kids. And while I always kind of did the coaching as a sort of that side hustle, um, it was really where my passion lied. Um, whenever I did it or whenever I, uh, you know, talked about personal and professional development, I did a lot of workshops within my corporate career. Um, it was really just where I loved being. So mm -hmm. after my second son, I decided, um, you know, that that corporate lifestyle wasn't giving me um, the lifestyle that I wanted for myself mm -hmm. and for my family. So right. I took the leap and went full time with my coaching career. And, um, and here we are today. So now <laughs> we I teach, I coach both one on one. Um, and with my partner, Maureen, uh, we also have a group, a high performance group coaching that we also do. I love it. I love it. So, you know, we've just got the backstory and I love all of the different gems that you've um, mentioned in there, especially, you know, being excited about different opportunities at different stages in your life. And I think that's very important for us to realize is that, you know, every stage of our life is different. And it's not to say that we'll feel the same way about something at, you know, every age or every stage of our life, just the same way where styles change, our minds change and our preferences change. So um, let us know a little bit more about that, like being able to shift that mindset and being able to say, you know what, even though this is where I've become comfortable, I know that I need to make this change for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where a lot of people get stuck. And I was definitely there myself. So out of, uh, you know, I have a master's degree in psychology and out of that, I started, um, you know, like, like a lot of us, a, a mountain mm -hmm. of school debt. And I thought, okay, I need to, uh, start working to sort of pay some of that off. And I saw a posting for a college professor and I was qualified. I had mm -hmm. what I needed. So I thought, you know what, I'll do this for a few years, um, just to start paying off. And I, my plan was always to go back to get my PhD and mm -hmm. go down the sort of the psychologist route. And I never thought it was going to be a long-term thing, but I absolutely loved teaching. Mm -hmm. I, it was so fun to me. It was like, I mean, I was teaching psychology, so mm -hmm. college level. So for me, I just like, that's kind of my, <laughs> uh, my happy place. Like I could talk about it all day. So that was awesome. But I actually mm -hmm. really loved that whole classroom environment and everything. And I, it was so unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. But 
in that, you know, I was always kind of, I guess, raised and just sort of consumed that idea of you have to keep moving up the corporate ladder. Like it's not right. okay to stay here, keep moving. So I always had my sort of sights set on, um, you know, senior management, the director level, the, you know, campus president role. Um, and for sure it had to do with like the status and, and all the stuff, all the perks that came along with it. Right. <laughs> um, and so I did that and I became director of education. And again, I truly enjoyed it, but I did really miss being in the classroom. And I found myself like popping back in to help support, to help support <laughs> my teachers, even though it was like filling my own selfish need of like connecting with students again. Um, and I did that for a few years. And I, like I said, I did enjoy it. I was really good at it. Um, but then, like I said, when I kind of got sort of moving up through the ranks and more and more responsibility, and then I started having my own family. And mm -hmm. when I was single was when I sort of started in that director role. Um, it was great because I could devote all the time I needed it, there. I didn't have a ton of other responsibilities. No one's counting right. me to make their lunch every day, you know, <laughs> I'm alive. Like, so it was, it was good and it worked. Uh -huh. Um, then I started having kids, like I said, and when I realized having, you know, I went back to work after uh, my second son who mm -hmm. was one at the time, I lasted about four days and I thought, this is not what I want to be doing. Right. And, but it was hard, right? Because I thought, geez, I worked so hard and I'm here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here where I wanted to be five years ago. Here I am. Uh -huh. Why is this not good enough? And I, it took me a little while, but it, I kind of came to that realization that my family, the life that I want to create does not revolve around my job title. Mm -hmm. And even though I enjoyed that position, I missed teaching. And so I quit. <laughs> I went back for four days. And on the fifth day, I was like, this isn't working for me. So before you start letting, you know, my replacements go and everything, because there's always that transition period. Right. I said, you know what? It's just, it's not working. I had a two hour commute every day. So I was leaving. Wow. My son woke up. I was getting home like an like basically to maybe feed him dinner and put him to bed. And um, so I took a step back and I decided, well, I still, you know, have to work. So mm -hmm. I went back to teaching and I got another job at the college. And the number of people that said to me, Oh, well, that's great. But like, you're, isn't it kind of a step back? Like you were teaching, <laughs> like you were a prof and then you moved up and, and I got stuck in that loop for a little while. I already right. quit. So it didn't matter. And I already uh -huh. got this job. So I was stuck here, but I, that kind of in my own head for a long time. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that other people's opinions of the direction that I'm taking their life, right. uh, my life is none of their business is none of at all. Business, right. <laughs> I think and, that's what we get caught up sometimes is that we make decisions that are for us, but looking out on the outside, everyone's like, why would you do that? But they don't understand your circumstances and how your decisions are benefiting your life and not theirs. Absolutely. And now looking back, and I have to say, I was stuck in that kind of way of thinking for a few months. Like mm -hmm. even while I was teaching, I was like, oh, is that the right thing? Should I have done it? Shouldn't I? Should I have just stuck with it? Should, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. um, but then now I look back, that was two years ago. Mm -hmm. I, my son, my first son is uh, in grade one. So for the two years of kindergarten, I was able to drop him off every morning, you know, mm -hmm. kiss him goodbye. I was able to pick <laughs> him up. 
I was able to visit, like I, I could be at every Christmas concert. I was able to go on school trips. I was able to go to the soccer games. Those things I would not have been able to do had I stayed in the other uh, position. Mm-hmm. And what's more important, right? The right. title or all of those experiences that I've had over the last two years. So for na- mm-hmm. for me now, it's a no brainer. And right. I've kind of like worked through that myself. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so important to understand that just because you're good at something or just because that was the path that you started on Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it forever. Right. And once I understood that my whole world opened up. So now I'm coaching more full-time. I'm still actually teaching um, Mm -hmm. part-time, but that's on my own schedule. So I can say yes or no to how many classes I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's working really, really well. And I, I'm deciding to keep that because I really enjoy it. Not because I have to do it. Mm -hmm. I think the good part about teaching in college is that you really get to kind of choose those time slots in a way. And it's not like a full workday schedule. So that's the beauty of that. Um, So how would you say your definition of success has changed from that time Um, you know, your single career where you were moving up the ladder to now in your life? That's such a good question. When we like, sometimes I think we think that that definition of success is the same for everyone. Right. Until you really look like that's such a good question to think about (laughs) it. I love it. Yeah. So what I was saying before about that status. So my definition of success when I was in my twenties was like, once I got that title, once Mm -hmm. I was up to that pay grade, once I, you know, had that sort of recognition, right. all of those things, a hundred percent, that's what I thought in my twenties. That's just what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I should measure it right now in my, let's just say thirties in my late thirties, <laughs> uh, my definition of success is so different and I measure it based on my happiness. Mm-hmm. I measure it based on, um, how the experiences that I'm able to have in life Mm -hmm. and my connections with my family, with my friends. And that's not how I would have measured it, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I look now, if what I'm doing professionally allows me to live the life I want personally, that to me is success in my books. Right. I think that's, you know, a key aspect right there. Like I tell people all the time, one of my biggest deciding factors into the place that I am now was considering lifestyle. I tell people all the time I was pursuing a career as a surgeon, a pediatric surgeon. And I was always asking my mentors, you know, what is the career like? What is the job like? What is the everyday life of that job? But when I started thinking more about what is the lifestyle like, because it's not like I'm going to be, you know, single forever. Um, Eventually I want to be a mother. Eventually I want to be able to have a family and be able to spend time with that family. Mm -hmm. Um, Will this allow me to do that and have that lifestyle that I'm shooting for and I'm aiming for? So I think if we think about all of those things, think of how we can match all of that together and find a way to make that work. I think Um, everyone would be happier in their career paths. Absolutely. And when you really realize like how short life is and you understand that it's about the journey and not like the destination is six feet under. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the end of the journey. So I'm not- What am I going 
going to say when I reach that point, like, okay, oh, all I did yeah. was work all day. Like, I don't want, I want to be able to say I traveled, I did this, I did that. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, if you want to create a magazine, do it. You only have one life to live, do it. I know we like to say, you know what, in my past life, I was this and I was that, but in this life, let's talk about this life. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to accomplish? Absolutely. I was, I was blessed enough. I, when I was in my early twenties, I worked at a hospice. I volunteered at a hospice and then I worked there for two summers doing events for them. And mm -hmm. in my volunteer time there, I met this man. He was our very first resident, Frank, and he was 91 years old. Wow. And I had some great chats with him. So as the volunteer, I just went in like, so in a hospice setting, these people are, you know, in the final stages of life. Mm -hmm. um, what you often see is that for the most part, a lot of them have accepted it. And then most like, and the family is the, are the people that are struggling, but mm -hmm. having conversations with people who are like right at the end of life, specifically Frank, that I remember he was so content with his life and mm -hmm. to learn that, like as a 21 year old to see that, like somebody who's lived a very long and very full life. And what's normally scary for a lot of people, he was like, I've done everything that I want. Like, there's not one thing that I can say, I wish I did that. He's like, right. I did it all. I did the travel. I did the relationships. I tried multiple careers. We, you know, we went wherever we wanted. We saved up and did the things we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking back then, like, I want this, like when I'm 91, Mm -hmm. And facing the final, you know, days or weeks or months, I want to look back and be like, what a ride I had, you know, like, oh, <laughs> uh, not, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to live in regret. Right. And I got that lesson at, at 21 years old and it stuck with me. Like it mm -hmm. really, it really like burrowed into my soul. So mm -hmm. ever, and then I, and then since then I've had a number of, of things happen. Um, you know, my, my dad got really sick. And it was one, it was another reminder just of how, mm -hmm. how life can just change so quickly. Right. Um, but I held on to that conversation that I had and, uh, and I hold it close. And every time I feel like I'm getting sucked into that rat race or I'm getting sucked into other people's expectations of what I should do, not to say that I don't ever get sucked in, but mm -hmm. I don't stay there for very long. I remember that conversation. I remember that promise that I made to my 21 year old self to live life to the fullest. And when I'm commuting two or three hours a day and I'm missing out on my kids, you know, soccer games, and I'm not able to do the things or be at the birthday parties or do the things I want because of my professional aspirations, then I need to have that conversation with myself. And that's exactly what happened that day. So right. it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a really important thing to reassess all the time. Like, are, mm -hmm. are you successful? And right. it has nothing to do with your bank account, has nothing to do with your job title. Are you happy in life right now? Right. Just constantly reevaluating and reassuring yourself. Um, like I talk about um, vision boards all the time. Mm -hmm. Everything doesn't stay the same. It's okay to have this on your vision board one year and be able to like take it off and update it just because I, I've used the analogy all the time of if it's 2020 and you have a 2020 car on there, but you, your vision board, you're in 2023 now, are you still going to go backwards to that 2020 car? So it's just like constantly updating things so that you're current with yourself and your feelings and where you want to be in life. Yep. So um, 
being a high performance coach, what are some of the things that you look for in your clients or help them to achieve to reach those levels of success? Mm-hmm. So, so the very first thing we always start off with or, or try to start off with, depending on the situation, but is clarity is really getting clear mm-hmm. with what you want out of life, what is working for you, what is not working for you. Mm-hmm. And one thing we try and get all of our um, clients to sort of implement right away is that self-assessment. And I right. think that's a key piece that a lot of people miss. Like when was the last time you really assessed your last you know, 90 days. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you assessed your, your last day? Like how was today? What was great? What could I improve upon? Most of us don't take the time, but right. it's those little things that are so instrumental to, to keeping us sort of tuned into what's really important for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to recognize when something goes from great to not so great mm-hmm. and not waste too much time there if it's not right for us anymore. Mm-hmm. So getting really clear on what our clients are are looking for, what they want in their lives. And we touch every area. It's not just professional. It's not just, you know, your career goals. We talk about your relationship goals. We talk about your health journey and your health goals. So Mm -hmm. like the definition of high performance for us as high performance coaches is, you know, exceeding beyond those standard norms Um, exceeding beyond your peers while maintaining positive relationships and optimal health. It's not, you know, because anybody can kind of crush it in their, in their uh, career, but Mm -hmm. then burn out after a year or two of doing it or, you know, excel and get to that top rank, but then Mm -hmm. lose relationships along the way. Mm -hmm. And it can be very lonely at the top if you don't have those people with you. Right. Just finding that balance within everything. Yeah. And, and it's in like, life is busy. This year alone has been probably the most chaotic that any of us have gone through. How do you remain balanced? How do you remain centered? It's connecting Mm. to that clarity every day, connecting to your dreams every day so that you're staying focused so that Mm -hmm. your behavior is matching your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So when you have alignment every day and like, you're thinking, okay, this is where I want to go in five years. I want to I don't know, let's just say, let's say you're in your twenties or your early thirties and you're like, I'm not in a relationship, but I'd like to get married. I'd like to have kids. I'd like to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are your, so that's your thoughts. That's what you want. Are your behaviors every single day in alignment right. with those thoughts? That's right? the, that's the big key factor there because a lot of people can say, oh, I want this. Or I want this type of lifestyle. This is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But Are you working for that? Is everything that you're doing and setting in place working towards that goal? You can say, I want to win the lottery every day, but if you don't get up and go buy that ticket, you're not going to win the lottery. (laughs) So that is one of my favorite like analogies or saying, Mm -hmm. yeah, like the guy who prays to God every day, please let me win the lottery. And finally God (laughs) responds and says, go buy the dang ticket. A hundred percent. Like, are you doing, and I think a lot of people, if you're feeling stuck or just Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of unfulfilled, you're going through the motions, but you're not like really loving life. Right. Great question. And to get really honest with yourself and saying, are my behaviors matching my thoughts, matching Mm -hmm. my dreams? Like, are you taking those steps towards? And I think a lot of people, if they're being really honest, is going to answer no, right? Like we all have that friend who's been single forever, wants a relationship, but 
doesn't try any of the online dating, never mm-hmm. goes on that blind date anybody wants to set her up on, never. Right, wants, just sits in know? the house and yeah. it's like, oh, they're gonna come find me. They don't yeah. even know where you live. Exactly. <laughs> and if they did, that would be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want them. <laughs> At all. <laughs> right, but like, and we do this all the time. Like people who wanna say, you know, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get fit this year. Like how many of us said, I'm gonna get fit during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, that quarantine 15 is a real thing. You know? <laughs> were you walking every day? Were you putting nourishing foods in your body? Were right. you getting sleep that you need? Like, mm-hmm. or were you binging Netflix every night until three in the morning? Right. Like, <laughs> honestly, so it's, it's, it's really simple, but, and it seems almost common sense, but as we know, like common sense is not always common practice. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the very first step I like to take with clients that I work with is let's get really clear on what you want. And then step two, let's examine your behaviors. Are mm-hmm. they in alignment with where you want to go? Right. Most definitely. I, I totally agree. So if you had to say one thing, I know you dropped a lot of good gems on us, different, different life lessons. There was one overall message that you had to give to women and girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations what would it be? I would say, um, and this is what I tell my own kids as well, is that try everything. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck into one path, one, you know, if if I make this decision to take this job, I I have to say no to everything else. Mm -hmm. If you have any remote interest in something, try it. I mean, that's how we figure out what we're good at, what we love, what we're passionate about is trying things. Mm-hmm. Um, I know and not that- being afraid to fail either. And it's not really failure. It's just that like, you know, you can improve in that area. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to be a quitter. This is what I say to people all the time. They're like, huh, quit the things that are not right for you. Mm-hmm. Right now. That's a different, I'm not saying quit things that are hard, right? Right. We still need to do hard things. But if every that thing, good thing comes with work, <laughs> exactly. But if that thing is not right for you, mm-hmm. drop it. Why waste more time only to find out in a year from now or five years from now that that really wasn't what you wanted to do. didn't right. serve you in any way. So I would say, try things. Don't ever get stuck in, you know, you can't change your mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I hear it all the time being a college professor. Uh, oh, I, or I talk to people and, we, and I say, have you ever thought about going back to school? And they're like, well, I'm 50. Like I'm too old now. It's too late now. <laughs> it is never too late. Nope. Like, so carry that motto th- with you throughout life to try mm-hmm. different things, to have the courage to try different things and to quit the things that aren't working for you. Yeah. That would be definitely. my my best. I agree. I agree. Because sometimes um, we look at things that are bringing success to other people. And we think, okay, let me try that. Just because it's bringing them success doesn't mean that is what's going to bring you success. You have to see what works for you specifically. We're all unique in our own way for a reason. Find your uniqueness. It's it's not to say don't try it and see if it works for you. Try it. If it doesn't work, then just move on to something else. And that's where that self-assessment comes in. I like to do it every single week. I look back on the week and I'm like, all right, what was awesome? Mm-hmm. What do I want to keep doing? What didn't work? And why didn't it work? Right? right? Was it just a bad day? Was it outside forces that I had no control over? Or was it that this I've outgrown this thing? 
Mm -hmm. So, but if you're not always reassessing, you're not going to catch those things. And that's when the years kind of fly and (laughs) you're stuck in the one thing you don't really like doing Mm -hmm. just because you're good at it. Doesn't mean you should be doing it. No, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know if they want to contact um, you and your partner, Marine, for services, or if they just want to follow both of your journeys, how can you do that? Absolutely. So um, our website is goalsetcoach.com. So that's G-O-A-L-S-E-T coach.com. Um, you can find us. We're, we're everywhere that you could be. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Um, you can follow us there on our personal pages. Um, mine is just alexis.lenahan on Instagram. Um, we also give it like, we're always kind of chatting about the different, um, you know, whether it be leadership or uh, work-life balance, we're always giving those tips on our different platforms. Mm-hmm. So um, you can find us pretty much anywhere by searching Goal Set Coach and we'll, we'll pop up. I love it. I love it. Well, this conversation was amazing. So much inspiration, so much light came out of this. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a guest and sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So we thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.